You're listening to the Unicorn Business Podcast because there are millions of business owners, but only one magical you. I'm Safina, your host and business coach. Stay tuned to learn everything you need to know to become the unicorn in your industry. Welcome to today's episode. So if you haven't listened yet, you got to go back and listen to the last two episodes. There were interviews, there were longer episodes, but they were so, so good. And this podcast is just going in this direction that's like totally woo and totally me. Like I'm a very practical person and I also believe in like the most outlandish things. I believe in conspiracy theories. Like it's gone in all of the directions of like what is reality, but also a very practical application of it. And when I was thinking about the type of people that I am calling in in my business right now, they are going through identity shifts. Like you may be going through an identity shift. And I have talked about a little bit, I think in previous podcasts said that I, you know, had gone through like a really rough period, a really rough like shift in identity, you know, like just a growing pain type of prolonged period of my life. And it's funny because when I made those podcasts, I think I was like hoping that it was over, but it was not quite over yet. I think it's just now starting to feel like that's a period of my life that I can look back on and I have fully processed through, I hope. (laughs) And it was like, I was telling my friend, it was like a life, midlife crisis. And she was like, that's, you can't say that. You're not in midlife at all. But <laughs> that's what it felt like. It felt like a midlife crisis. And so in case you haven't heard before, I mean, I talked a little bit about like the way that I look and the way that I dress. And so much of that was happening. Like so much of my femininity and how I want to show up as a woman, how I want to like relate to myself and like my sexuality you know, like all of that stuff. My coach is actually starting an entire mentorship. um, What's the word? Mastermind about using your like sexual energy. So, I mean, it's like a, a very big thing. I think we don't talk about it enough, but all of these things, like I, I was opening up to, but I was also going through major changes in my business professional life. So it was, this started at the beginning of 2020. Like I think for so many people, we all got this feeling like things are just not guaranteed. (laughs) And it's actually, it was shocking, like how, just how much of our life could be changed without us, you know, without us having any say in it. And it really made you think about if, you know, if you're going in the direction that you want to be. And so at that time, I had been a photographer since I was 20 years old. And I think I was like 26 or something when this started. And I had planned on starting my life coaching business later on. And it just made me decide to start, like, go full in on being a coach right when COVID happened. So I started a new business. As you may know, As you may remember, if you are starting a new business or if you have started a new business before, it doesn't feel the same as it did as it does years into your business. It is messy. It is difficult. And so I have so many people right now who are coming to me who are like in the transition period as well. You are 
you probably have a successful business. You probably have followed a successful model and now you are expanding. Like you're just being called to expand into more. And it's like you could totally just keep doing your business and succeeding at it, but that's not enough. Like there's just something in you that's like you have to have more. You have to be more. You are more. You're going to help more people. You're just going to make a bigger difference in a different type of way. And so that's what I was feeling at that time. I was just like, okay, I mean, there's no – I can't really put this off any longer. I mean, there's no point because I'm going to have to go through the messy period at some point. And I'm going to have to start this thing up, right? So I just made the decision before I really had time to get scared (laughs) or think about how difficult it might be going through having two kids at home from COVID and, you know, no school, (laughs) no help and, um, and two businesses because I was still doing my photography business at the time. And I just announced it, and that's how I, like, rip the Band-Aid off. So one of the things that I notice that kind of stops people a little bit around the time where they're switching is that you have a whole identity. And a lot of the time, we put our self-worth as well on we've built up our ego, right? Like, we've built up our ego on how good we are at things and how well it's going And how, you know, we might have struggled before and now we got through all these things. We learned all these lessons. And oh my gosh, let me tell you, like there were things that I thought that I had learned about, like, for example, sales. Like I thought that I had just learned sales. And then when I started my second business, I had all those limiting beliefs come back again. (laughs) I had, you know, I had the same problems that I had at the beginning of my business. Now, I moved faster through it and I had so much more help because I had like hired coaches the second time around. And so I was moving through it faster, but it was like I had to be willing to leave all of the stuff that I built up, like leave all of the my ego around how good I am and how, you know, good other people know that I am or think that I am at these things. And like, just be willing to have those first couple of years where like the first couple months where I'm not, I've never coached people before. So I have to coach people for free. And when I coach people for free, it's like, they're not even bought into it. So like half the time they're not even showing up for the sessions or they're late, or it's like those same things that you run into at the very beginning of your business. And just being willing to like not judge myself for having those things come up again. I think that that's like something I talk about a lot is just like how often problems come up that we thought we had solved and then we get to new levels of our lives and they just come right back up again and we're like, what is going on? Like, I thought I left you back in the early 2000s (laughs) and now why are you here again? I'm saying the early 2000s as if I was like solving problems when I was a a child. (laughs) But some of you, yes, some of you, like you have these problems where you might have had this when you were a teenager and then you might have had it in your 20s. And then it's like, what, like, why is this coming back again? And that's exactly what happened to me. Like all these things came back again. It was so difficult in some ways. And it would have been more difficult if I had been judging myself on top of it for being like, you should have 
already gotten through this. You should already know this stuff and not expecting it to be part of the process. So when you're saying yes to expanding into a different version of yourself, to expanding the reach you can have and the the businesses or like the projects that you can take on, you're also saying yes to all of those things. One of the first things that came up for me was like the having to tell everybody. (laughs) And in one way, I was so decided that I was like, you know, I did it anyways, but I think I kind of hit it for a little bit. I think I was like, I didn't want to tell people that I was going to be closing my photography business. And I remember feeling so bad about what people would think of me. Like I had this whole idea that people would be like, if you're not all in on being a photographer, then you're like not really a good (laughs) photographer. (laughs) Like we want a photographer who is never going to give up, never going to quit. And they're just going to keep getting better and better. And they're going to do it for like 50 years. That's how I thought that people would take it. I thought that people would be like, well, what the hell? Like, why have you been charging me this much? Like, you're not even going to do this. You're not even that invested in it. Like, those were the thoughts that started to come up. Like, so I just want you to notice like all the things that you think that other people might think of you when you're in that phase, when you have to tell people. And then you have to tell people you're something else. And it's like, for some reason, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, right? It doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But in our society, we're so focused on what people identify us as. (laughs) I am a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a photographer. The end. Like, and it's like when you have to tell people, surprise, I'm this thing, it's major imposter syndrome can come up. So the other thing that you're saying yes to, and it's, you can also coach yourself on these things, right? Like when I first had imposter syndrome. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to coach myself. I didn't know it was just thoughts that I was having, not other people, (laughs) right? We think that other people are thinking all these things about us, but it's actually just our own thoughts about us. So, you know, I had thoughts like, they're going to know I'm not a real coach. (laughs) I thought I wasn't a real coach, right? I thought I was a baby coach. I thought I didn't know what I was doing. I thought that, you know, I wasn't qualified. I wasn't certified. I hadn't been doing it for long enough. Like just all of those thoughts. And you then you have to like put yourself out there. And of course, when you have those thoughts about yourself, you're always going to see it reflected back. Even if you're just like imagining it or if people are literally typing in your Instagram comments, you're not a real coach. <laughs> Thankfully, no one did that to me. But you're going to have it reflected back in terms of like you're going to feel the uncertainty from other people. You're going to be putting out uncertainty and you're going to be feeling the uncertainty back because you're saying, I am this thing. And in one way, it's like, yeah, you are. You were always meant to be this thing. And you know that. But at the same time, you have not really experienced your own reality of being this thing. You haven't walked around with the identity of being this thing. And so you're kind of just like trying to tell people and trying to put yourself out there, but it sounds very fake and very unreal. And what you want to do in that stage is just notice those thoughts, coach yourself on those thoughts, hire a coach to coach you on those thoughts. Let me tell you, this is so much easier with working with me and going through these things together. You move through it so much faster than you did when you were just learning everything on your own and teaching everything to yourself. One of the things I do with my clients is just spend so much time, like your brain wants to go 
to protecting yourself from the possibility of like what people are going to think about you. And it wants to just control that by focusing on it over and over and over again. And that's just going to make you feel like an imposter over and over and over again. So one of the things that we spend a lot of time on is focusing on how it's true that you are this person, that you have been doing this in some way your whole life. You just haven't been identifying as it. Like it's always been coming. It's always been part of who you are and part of what you've done. It's just that you haven't always had the name for it and had that sign on top of your head that says, I'm doing this thing. (laughs) And another thing that happened, and I attribute this 100% to being in the coaching industry because people are so weird in the coaching industry. I think people are weird, you know, in – In the photography industry, people are creative and they're really cool and different as well. But I think like just in the coaching industry, people are kind of like next level because you have the awareness that all of these limits that you put on yourself and your identity are your own limits essentially. (laughs) And you have the awareness that you can choose to feel the worst, most uncomfortable feelings. And that's the worst thing that'll happen to you if like – you choose to go out there and be who you really want to be. So it's almost like it just came to a certain point where I just could not ignore it anymore. It's like when I was a photographer and like in my past identity, I was I was within the bounds of those groups. Okay? So I'm in, within the bounds of like my my town in Indiana and how people do things here and how people dress right? So I was like, I, I thought that I was a fully expressive person. I've always been like somebody that is very into being like original and like, you know, fashion and like whatever, you know, being whoever I want to be. I thought I was doing that, but I was doing that within the options that were laid out (laughs) from my identities. So I hope that this isn't like sounding too vague, but you know, for example, it's like people dress a certain way here. People, moms dress a certain way here. That's my other identity, right? Moms, wives, everybody does certain things with their day. Everybody wears, you know, a certain amount of makeup. Like everybody, you know, has a certain amount of sexiness that they're allowed to them. If you're a mom and a wife, it's probably not that much. <laughs> you're going to get judged, right? Like you see people judging other people for these things. Um, in my professional life, I there's a certain boundary around like, you know, I had these like invisible lines around what I was allowed to wear. You have to be professional. You have to have your hair done. I remember like a big part of my change was I was just like, oh, I can curl, like I can leave my hair curly. That was a huge deal for me because I had always thought that my hair looked untamed and, you know, like not professional being curly. And for people of different ethnicities like me, that's a big thing. Like we're told that our whole lives. We're told, you know, this is professional. This is like, this is polished. This is clean. And I just started to let my hair run wild and I started to have it be big and curly and wavy and whatever I wanted it to be. And then I even <laughs> then I even was like doing the curly girl method where you're not supposed to like you're not supposed to heat style your hair, you're supposed to like love it and embrace it. And then I was like, nope. I'm not even going to follow that. I'm going to straighten the ends of my hair cuz that's how I like it. <laughs> and I think back to you know, the things that I was scared of people thinking of me 
if I had been fully, actually fully expressed, you know, I thought I got to show up a certain way. And in my photography business, it was like the thought that people would think I was too young. That was a big, that was always like a big thing for me because I was young and I was always being told I was young (laughs) and I was always being told I was a young mom and I'm a young photographer and business owner. And so I didn't want to dress too young. I wanted to like come off as, you know, I'm young, but look at me. I dress like a 35 year old woman. (laughs) Like I don't, you know, that was the train of thought. I remember I had a coach that blew my mind because I paid her a lot of money and she showed up wearing like pajamas sometimes. They were cute ones. Like it was like she had tried, you know, she wasn't just like, oh, I don't care about what I'm doing. So I'm just going to show up in my pajamas. It was like, I feel like the fully expressed version of me is wearing pajamas and like whatever, like my clients are going to accept that. And it, you know, it just blew my mind. It was like, oh, you're allowed to do that? <laughs> you know, I feel like that's the main thing that happens is you're just like, I didn't know that was allowed. I didn't know that was possible. And so for you guys that are in the place where you have something built up already, you have an identity and sense of self built up already, it's almost more scary to make these changes because, you know, you've, you've gotten used to people pleasing and micro people pleasing. Um, my friend used the best word for it. My friend, Stephanie, she said, she called it micro self betrayals. You've gotten so used to doing those just tiny little ones to make everyone get along. Okay. To make your business run smoothly, to make all of your clients like you, you know, and maybe you've gotten used to like you've gotten used to being somewhat yourself, right? But there's still little things and those things can just go so deep if you don't catch them. I want you to think about right now all of the things that you think are separate for you. All of the identities that you have that are like you categorize them. You compartmentalize them. You know, it's like when I'm at work, I'm this person. When I'm at home, I'm this person. When I'm a mom, I'm this person. <laughs> and those things might all be, you know, like one one example is I I compartmentalized my business from my spirituality and from my sense of woo and my sense of openness. And my sense of openness gets me into a lot of like believing crazy shit. Like I basically just believe a lot of conspiracy theories. And honestly, let me just tell you right now, half of them have already proved to be true. So I'm not like admitting to being a crazy person. I just actually am open-minded as like, okay, like how am I supposed to know? (laughs) How are we supposed to know what's going on in the bigger scheme of things? We literally don't know. And we're not the ones running the news and whatever. So anyways, that's something that like I compartmentalize because I I know how people think about conspiracy theorists. You think that, you know, people think that they're like cuckoo and wrong and that they don't care about science or news or facts or like any of those things, right? <laughs> and there's this whole stereotype. And so 
that's an example of something that I think is such a huge strength for me, for my clients. Like my clients need that type of a person. They need somebody that has the open-mindedness because of this very topic. It's like when you're moving into different types of areas and you're like allowing yourself to be new things and believe new things and do new things and be weird, like you need somebody who can see that as okay and not be like, oh, you have to stay safe, right? And so that's something that when I was hiding it, it's just like, I wasn't fully allowing myself to express myself in my business. Same thing. Another example that comes up for me is like my my bouginess, my flashiness. Like I love things. I love beautiful things so much. And I love visual things. And like sometimes I just want to post a picture of the freaking Louis Vuitton bag that I have. And I just want to post a picture of it. And I never did that because I was just like, that's not how you act. Like, that's not how people act. (laughs) You know, and all the things that people say about that. Remember how people, like, people? I always see people talking about people who buy bags and saying, like, well, truly rich people, you know, like, don't buy those things. And, like, real wealth moves in silence and you're just trying to show off and act like you're rich, but you're not actually rich. And then if you post it, you're like, I'm just trying to get attention and make people think something about you. And I just had to be like, okay, <laughs> like, wow, that's a lot of thoughts that are not my own thoughts. Like those are a lot of other people's thoughts that I'm thinking about here. So I think this just speaks to the power of coaching because having the support of coaches who didn't judge me for all of the things. Now, I'm not even just saying that all the things I was doing or like all the things I was realizing about myself were all good things. You know, like you can look at me talking about, you know, my flashiness and be like, well, that's harmless, right? I was also realizing things about myself that were not harmless. They were harmful. (laughs) I guess that's the opposite of harmless. I was also realizing things about myself that brought up shame, like deep shame and, you know, feelings of like, I shouldn't accept this about myself. I shouldn't love this part of myself. That was also coming up. It's not all just like, oh, I want to wear my hair natural, you know, go girl power, right? Like that's, that's like such a, that's one small thing. It was, it's also the shadow side of you allowing those things to come out and to come to light and to be able to talk to somebody about that that wasn't going to shy away from it or think that it's a problem because guess what everybody has the shadow side everybody has and the less aware you are of it the more you're operating out of a place of shame of and you're almost like amplifying it in a certain way. It might be covered up, but you're amplifying it because of all the shame and like stuff that's hiding it. And when it starts to come up and when you start to realize all of these parts of you, not just the good parts, good good and bad parts, it's like you can kind of play with it, like get a handle on it and like see, you know, play with where did this come from? What is this doing for me? Like 
why is it coming up? What is, you know, is it helping me like avoid things? Is it helping me cope with things? Is it something that maybe worked for me in the past and now is not serving me anymore? And the relationship that happens with yourself when you can do that. And then like, plus having, I always had a coach when I was doing this, like I always had a coach to facilitate just loving me when I couldn't love myself or like accepting things when I couldn't accept them yet. Or I didn't realize that they were acceptable. (laughs) You know, so many of us want to be like, I have this thing, like, but I am not going to be okay with it. And it's like, well, it's still there. (laughs) Sorry. So you can hate it or you cannot hate it, but it's still going to be there. And just having that, I mean, that's so, that was so valuable to me. Like all of these things just started coming out. And it's like, that was the power of sitting down and looking at my thoughts every week with somebody was just like, you can't ignore it anymore. The things come up, the things bubble up and you have to talk about it. And for a long time, when I was going through this, there's this period of messiness, right? Like you can't just be like, oh, I figured out who I am. Now I'm going to just do that. Like there's this period of going way off the deep end sometimes, like going way in one direction and then having to bring yourself back. I think that that was one of the most powerful things I ever learned before I went through it was like, it's okay to play around with this stuff. So when I was playing around with my identity, I, you know, I started buying a lot of gym clothes. That's the first, that's one thing that I still have. I still have a lot of gym clothes and I started dressing in a way that I thought that like when people saw it, they would be like, oh, she must not be like a faithful wife because she wants like all this attention. That's how I thought people were going to think of me. And I forced myself to just do it anyways and to like be okay with people possibly saying that behind my back. I don't know. No one said that to me (laughs) directly. Um, I, I, I decided to go to Miami for my birthday and I just went on a girl's trip and I brought like my sister and my best friend and her best friend. And it was just those four girls. And it's the funniest thing ever because I see TikToks all the time now, which are like, if, if your girl went on a girl's trip to Miami, like, I'm so sorry, brother, like break up with her. You know, she cheated. (laughs) Like people make these generalizations that are so crazy to me. It's like you, if they did this, like they are this. And you just want to become aware of those are other people's generalizations. Those are other people's things that they believe because we've been taught that we have to like have a hive mind about everything and that we have to categorize everything and identify everything. And it's like the process of just undoing that stuff of becoming aware of what's coming up for you and what you think is happening (laughs) around the people around you and letting that stuff go, questioning it, being like, is this something that I even believe? Is this something that I even want to believe? What I will tell you is that right now is – just a scratch of the surface of who you are going to be as you keep doing this over and over and over again. Like if you think you are fully 
self-actualized and like amazing right now, then like you're just going to get more amazing. And if you think that your clients are good right now, they can just get more fucking cool, like literally so like they were picked out a gem out of the earth where you're like, I don't know where you even came from because you're like the perfect person. I just think everything about you is so amazing. Like your clients could all be like that. Cause I remember I had clients where I was just like, you know, I really like them. They were like good clients, but I was also people pleasing them a lot. They weren't just like all those types of people. And so are you willing to kind of send those people away, possibly teeter around on being in the in-between stage where maybe like the people get sent away and you're not sure when the other people are going to come back? (laughs) Are you willing to do all those things in order to be the genuine version of yourself? Because what it comes down to that I, I realized the most during this period was like, this doesn't go away. The calling inside you to do these things, it doesn't go away. To be this person, it doesn't go away. And the longer that you ignore it, the more you're going to have to cope with your unhappiness. <laughs> like literally, like you're going to have to cope with your unhappiness. I know this is a bold thing to say, but I truly believe this. By doing other things, by achieving more metrics, by buying more shit, by drinking more alcohol, like whatever it is for you, you're going to have to always be coping with not becoming fully yourself. And I'm saying this as somebody who is like, I I still have so many ways where I, I'm sure, like we all do, right? Where we people please. And you can't, I, like there's some ways where I can't even know, right? Because it's just been how we've been conditioned. And when I realize it, I'll have to deal with it then. So I'm not saying this from a place of being like, oh, I just know exactly who I am and, you know, <laughs> whatever. But I think that the more that you push yourself to explore those things, to give yourself the space for like your inner voice to come out, So many of us are so busy that we don't have that space and that's, you know, that's how we keep ourselves like happy and like satiated is that we, we don't listen and so then we don't know and then it's kind of like ignorance is bliss and it's a lot more of a raw feeling allowing yourself to find out these things. It's scary. It's unsure like of what could happen, (laughs) what could come up. But I promise you that whoever put these things inside of you, whatever you believe in, put these, these gifts and these like not urges, but like (laughs) these things that you want to do in the world, these passions, these things that you care about, the, the crazy idea that you have, right. To like speak or to be, to write a book, like all of those things that you're like, Oh, maybe, I don't know, but I'll be okay if I don't do it. Right. Those things are in there and whoever created you also created the ways for it to happen if you just follow down the path and like stay with it and are willing to be a little bit blind at the beginning. So I don't know. I feel like this turned into like a motivational speech at the end, (laughs) but I, you know, I went through this period 
and it's like I said, it's been like two and a half years and it was one of the hardest things because I had to be willing to feel so many things. And the biggest thing that's come out of this is that I've learned that I can be there for myself in any time of my life. I can watch myself going through things and I can decide over and over again to love myself instead of blame myself for the challenges that I'm facing, the things that I struggle with, like the person that I just am. I can choose over and over again to meet myself there. And that's a feeling of power that like you can't get from anything else. Know that you can be with yourself for anything. That's a feeling of safety and groundedness that you can't get from any other type of work. So I urge you to work with me. Let's let these things come up. You know, what it will look like is you'll spend like a couple sessions maybe with all the things that are at the top of your mind. And then once you've cleared those things out, you'll start to notice like things come up. Things come up like little problems, little, you know, things that just aren't completely perfect, things that could just be improved upon a little bit. And I know you have such an amazing life right now and you, you've you done so many amazing things and you've done so much work to get where you're at right now and you definitely should be so proud of that and be willing to keep diving in and keep going. It's so worth it. All right. I will talk to you next week. If you're ready to stand out and charge more, you can work with me now in my one-on-one coaching program. Click the link in the show notes to book your consultation call. And to learn more about creating your unicorn brand, make sure you're keeping up in our Facebook community called the Unicorn Business. You can find the group also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there.